Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down all the biggest headlines in the news and all over social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. What's up, Al? And what's up, Funky? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Thursday. That's right. How y'all feeling? What's going on, soulmates and Claudia? You know, y'all, is this a safe space? I would hope so, yeah. but sometimes it depends on everybody's mood. Sometimes it is, and sometimes I just I just got a little confession. I, I think I got a, a a new addiction problem. Like I just cannot stop with the uh, the edibles and just ordering all types of meals off of Uber Eats to eat. So now I've just spent close to one hundred and seventy five dollars. I I got a, a ham sandwich and some items from Wawa, and then five minutes later. I was convinced to order some crab legs. That sounds like rich people problems to me. You're like, oh, what do I do? Is it the crab legs or is it this filet mignon? What do I get? Funky, I keep asking you. I say, do you cook? I feel like I saw you cook on your social media. You would save so much money. I I know. I I just go through these phases with cooking and and I'm slowly approaching a cooking phase. I go through this thing where like Mm -hmm. I get tired of eat out food and then I cook. But, uh, Full disclosure, child, I ain't had no groceries in my house since I had my foot surgery. So there's been nothing in my house for about six, seven weeks. Now, I've been eating out and doing Uber Eats for the last six or seven weeks. Wow. Oh, my God. How much money is that? Too much. <sighs> Al, do you cook at your place? Uh, no, but, you know, um, I do have a cook. What do you mean? <laughs> I have someone that cooks for me, so I, I don't cook. But I order the food. I make sure all the food is there and someone cooks it for me. Yes. Is that your nephew? Is your nephew the cook? Mm-hmm. Is he a chef? Yeah. He, well, he's borderline a chef. He's always had an interest in, in, in cooking and, and chefing. So I'm letting him try it. So far, I would, so I would love that. Someone like somebody cook. Yeah, just I mean, so I'll, instead of me always having just having so like someone taking care of you like that, that is great. Like, and he's a good cook. I take it. No, he's pretty good. No, he's actually really good when he's not being lazy. But yeah, we do um, Hello Fresh. Okay. So they deliver the meals. He pretty much cooks the meals. And if you know anything about Hello Fresh, it's fresh. And then the sauces on Hello Fresh is really good. So you don't have to worry about you know if he's got a heavy hand on salt or if he's got a heavy hand on on sriracha or something like that. He, It's already there. All right. Well, y'all drink it tonight before we get into these topics. I um, am going to drink this H2O. I'm unlocking my better self. And um, before, though, we get into these topics, we would be remiss if we don't give our director, guys, Nicole Christie, a special happy birthday, guys. It's Nicole's birthday. So Nicole in the booth can always be getting us together, making sure our our shoulders are together and our (laughs) cell phones are off and and we're quiet on the set. Special happy birthday to you, Nicole. We love you and many, many more. Happy birthday, Nicole. I'm not drinking. I'm 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 at Google. Can you believe Google is kind of dry, Claudia? So in the hotel, there's not really a uh it's not really a bar. So I'm just like, I'm not sure if I, <laughs> I'm not going to say this publicly because I will come back at any time. I enjoy being on the panels. Thank you, Larry Green. But there's no bar in the restaurant, in the in the hotel. So it's, I'm a little dry. But, you know, guys, I do want to share with everyone, I will be promoting Fox Soul TGIF tomorrow morning on Fox 2. Uh, KT, is it KTBU? KTBU here in San Francisco. I'll be on their morning show in the morning talking about our being in studio and talking about our show, uh, TGIF. So if you're in the San Francisco, Oakland area, 
or watches Fox 2, be sure to tune in tomorrow at about 9.30 a.m. Well, that is good. Listen, guys, before we get started on the show, let's give a friendly reminder to our soulmates that next Monday, guys, November 13th, TGIF will be in the studio, guys, and you will get to see us at 8 p.m. in all of our full glory. Y'all have been asking for it. Y'all wanted to see us together. We need your support and we need your likes because we're trying to move this show into the studio permanently so we can win our Emmys and all that. <laughs> uh, that's and right. All that money that they was making over there on The Real and on The View and over there on Wendy Williams and The Breakfast Club. This <laughs> is our chance, soulmate. So we definitely need you guys' support. And additionally, uh, to add to the excitement, we are going to play an in-studio game of the hot seat. So if you are a soulmate and you are based in Houston, we want you to send your name, your photo, and what makes you a super fan to TGIF at FoxSoul.TV. That's TGIF at FoxSoul.TV. And don't forget, guys, in addition, we are hosting our very first Meet and greet live in Houston on Monday, November 13th at Prospect Park Restaurant at 7 p.m. A lot of y'all have been in my comments saying that Prospect Park is the turn up. So listen, we are waiting to turn up with you guys. Pull up on us, grab a drink, have a photo. Let's kiki, roll our kiki and get into all that good mess. You'll get to meet Joyce, the whole team. Uh, and it's going to be a great old time. Um, that being said, Claudia, go ahead and take us to these topics. My bad, y'all. It must be my computer. We're going to figure this out one of these days. I am frustrated. But anyways, let's get into it. It's being reported that Kiki Palmer has filed for a full custody of her eight-month-old son, Leotis. Now, according to page six, Kiki was allowed to give Darius Jackson joint custody. But for unclear reasons, she chose not to. This is getting interesting. What are your thoughts on Kiki wanting full custody of her son? Al, what do you think? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This just doesn't feel right to me. I don't know what it is. Now, if he's abusing that child, if he's neglecting that child, if he's not paying his child support, then maybe I wouldn't give him joint custody. But if he's doing everything that he's supposed to do, or he did something that she didn't like. I don't like this idea of her using her power and influence to take the child full custody. I, I, you know, I just really feel like to do, to to not let a father father their child in joint custody would never be a great thing if they're willing, able, and can afford to do it. What if it's a, a matter of just wanting to be able to make the decisions without having to run it by him? Like maybe they're, they're just in a bad place. I'm sure there's plenty of people that. Yeah, but that, isn't he, isn't he, isn't he the father? What'd you say? Isn't he the father? He's the father of the child, right? Right. But a lot of people that are full, they don't have joint, they don't have full custody. They don't have joint custody, right? Like I have right. a friend that's going through, again, I always refer her going through a, a custody battle because he's, because he's bitter at her. He'll stop her from even leaving town and go take the, the child up to go see her mom up in, mm. in another state, you know, and it's mm. been a nightmare because she can't even ever move out of the state of Florida because of, you know, they're not on the same page. I, I wonder what's behind this, but I guess we're going to get it's dripping out, right? The information little by little. Key, what do you think about this? Do you think there's some more to this? He's there in a bad place. You know, it's weird because when we had the whole Kiki Usher thing going on with the body thing and he made the tweet, you know, we speculated they were breaking up and then it looked like they got back together. And then Kiki did the, the talk show rounds. So she told us to mind our business and we minded our business, Kiki. But child, you don't put us back in the business, baby, because you don't went down to the cold house and filed for full custody. To Claudia's point, Al, I'm definitely thinking that this is a legal move. And it was smart on her behalf. Maybe she already sees in him the possibility or the characteristics of somebody who can be petty. And like Claudia said, I'm thinking maybe, you know, what if she's on the next installment of Lord in the Rings and she's got to go to Switzerland for three months? Maybe she wants to have the right to be able to take the baby without asking for permission or going through all of those types of things. And then two, I mean, who knows? I don't know how the child support thing works, but it could be a situation where um, she's safeguarding herself from having to potentially pay him child support to maintain the quality of life that the child has. That's what home. it sounds like to me. Yeah, too. because we obviously know, you know, that he doesn't have what she has. 
And he probably living in the apartment while she living in the mansion in Beverly Hills. And so she, Kiki said, bitch, you ain't finna do me like these basketball players and be driving no Lamborghini on my child support money, not today, bitch. And, and look at some of the other cases of women that have had to pay a lot of child support too, like I won't say bums, but just men that are just kind of stay at home, kind of chilling, kind of keep Cali Berry's baby daddy. And I think they had joint custody. It wasn't like he had full custody. She had to pay him quite a pretty penny. Now they are in the chat kind of spilling a little bit of tea. I'm not sure if it's true, but um, Sean Douglas said there are reports that Darius has been physically abusive to Kiki and Quincy Tuggle piggybacked that and said he assaulted her allegedly. So, oh, and Corey Kenya said she's got a restraining order against him as well. So we're going to have to look into oh. that. If that's the case, then 1,000%. I, I think we, when we know that, if any of that happened, wouldn't this restraining order be public document? Well, maybe that's why the person in the chat got it. Maybe we just missed it. We're going to have to look into this. Production people, let's see about mm -hmm. that because that is a major bit of tea if that's the case. Ain't but no damn production people. We got a whole damn encyclopedia Britannica sitting on our, on our as our damn co-host. Hilarious. <laughs> It's allegations right now. Yeah. So right now we know it's allegations, oh, but I did say I, it would make sense. Mm. It would make and sense. And if he did put his hands on her, we gonna beat his ass when we see that bitch down to the Coachella. <laughs> if we don't play about Kiki, he better not have put his hands on our daughter. That's right. All right, y'all. It looks like Hollywood a SAG actress strike is finally coming to an end. The union reached a tentative deal, which is the studios, which means Hollywood could be back to work within weeks. I'm hearing that production could start back right around Thanksgiving, which is only in a couple of weeks. Now, the strike has lasted seven months and will officially be over Thursday at midnight. What do you think about the strike finally coming to an end? Q, let's go to you first. You know what? It's so funny. I have spoken to two friends of mine today who are excited about the strike. One that works in locations. My She has my friend uh, has not been working since May, has had to do everything to finagle her mortgage, put car payments on the back, take odds and end jobs. And she's extremely happy. She, although she said, Q, realistically, we might not get back to work until the top of the year because it doesn't make any sense for any productions to start during the holidays. And then I have another friend who was a chef who the lion's share of her business is catering on productions. And she's another one who, you know, we think that this thing only affected the writers and the actors, but you got people like my friend who was the chef who literally all of her bills, professional and personal bills, got backed up as a result of this situation. I'm glad it happened. Them studios thought they were good. And the lesson to be learned in this guy's transcends Hollywood. This is what it looks like when people band together to get what they deserve. So I'm happy that um, a, a compromise was made and hopefully we can get back to business as usual with everybody surrounding this industry. All right, Al, what are your thoughts on this? You know, I'm like you with this. I think we all know someone who's had to make ends meet during this. I had a friend that was a stylist and 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 literally had to go start uh, being a bartender, took bartending class and was like, listen, I got to make some money doing something. I, you know, it, this is just so weird to me. This strike has cost um, the especially in the, the economy in Hollywood, six billion dollars. That's triple of what this strike cost us back in 2008. And I'm just so confused as to why were they so hard to come to a resolution? Because the contract that we're talking about is a billion dollar contract. I just wish, I'm glad they got it back together, but I wish it was something that we would have never had to go through. Well, this is a, a example of, you know, the times are changing faster than the contracts and just like wages, right? So, you know, when these contracts, a lot of them were, came into play in the beginning, you know, early on, there was no streaming. There were no apps. There were no uh, AI. So, you know, we have to like have these updates. So we're going to be in this position again when new technology comes out. Um, I asked my agent about this. I said, have, do we get a big win? And that, you know, he's getting all the details. He said $40, $40 million streaming bonus, waiting to see the final deals of the contract. So the streaming was a major, major issue. You, you know, most people watch things on streaming apps now. They don't really watch it on regular TV, right? So right. I thought the, I thought the rub was AI, though. I think the main discussion it's, it's, that was stopping it was AI, right? It's that. And, and a lot of the, the streaming companies, giants, don't want to give up a bigger piece of the pie as well. 
Like you yeah. see people that are on these huge shows that are successes on Netflix and they show these residual checks for $22, mm. you know? So it's just been, it's, I got a residual check today. It's like, I got one right here. It was like $40. And then they had a nerve attacks. It was $25. Unbelievable. All right, y'all. Uh, Sylvia A said, rich people don't want to give up the money. <laughs> and Ansel D'Angelo said, I'm just hoping the new contract terms gives them the royalties they deserve. Uh, it's probably still going to be a little unfair because they have the power. And I think people are starting to get desperate before the holidays, unfortunately. All right. Britney Spears fans are not playing with music producer Timbaland after he said Justin Timberlake should have put a muzzle on Britney before she released her memoir. One Britney fan posted, how can you say Justin Timberlake should have put a muzzle on Britney Spears just because she spoke up for the first time after being silenced for years? Do better, Timbaland. Another fan said, shut up, dude. You're not allowed to speak about Britney. We're not silencing women anymore. What are your thoughts on Timbaland and his commentary about Britney? Q, what do you think about this? You know, I love me some Timbaland. Uh, there was something about just how misogynistic the comment was just really rubbed me the wrong way. I, like, I don't know why put a muzzle on her for whatever reason. It it created physical images of somebody putting a muzzle on a dog. Uh, and I, I, it, it's, it's weird because you would think that Tim being in the industry um, having probably more firsthand knowledge of some of all the things that Britney and other female artists go through in the industry. Um, it would have, I, I don't know, I wish she would have said something else. And I think the other thing that's off-putting about this is that we are not used to Timberland making comments kind of in this area. Timberland kind of do his music thing and mind his business. So this was kind of uncharacteristic of Timberland. Um, I didn't like the implications of what he said, and I am glad, despite the fact that it came after the backlash, that he was man enough to apologize for his comments. Um, I used to work for the show called Living Large back in the day. It was on NBC. It was uh, Carmen Electra and a few other of us were hosts. And it was like a lifestyle show. And it was one of my first hosting jobs. I was super excited. You know, we got to interview people like Timberland. And I had to go interview him, right? He was the worst interview I ever had in my life. I was so excited to interview him because he's so good in the music industry, right? Like he's so talented. He would give me one word answers. And it was like, I was a young, you know, early in my journalist career, journalism career. So I, it was like really uncomfortable when someone would just say, yes, no. So that's what made to me, that's what made this even more shocking that you had so much to say about someone speaking her truth. You know, when you are someone, I, I mean, I don't know, like you don't have a lot to say about anybody else, but you sure were okay to tell Brittany to be quiet. It's really not your place. It's I'll, do you, I'll do you one better, Claudia. I have a friend who uh, is, in, is a housekeeper. She's, she's in the housekeeping business. She had to audition to be his housekeeper and the house manager instructed her and her staff when they got there that they were not allowed to look at him or speak to him. Um, while on the property. Not one of those weirdos. <laughs> uh, Kimberly McKenzie said, but ain't no talking about how he was potentially a child lover. Oh, not another one. Uh, okay, Al, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, there's a lot going through my mind because, you know, Timberland insulted Britney back in 2007. Remember back in 2007, he called her big headed because, and they had a little spat then. And I don't think he's ever really gotten over it because she dissed him. She dissed uh, producing or collaborating with him and Justin on a studio album. And instead what she did was she chose his producer, his co-producer, what's his name, Donja? She chose Donja to produce Blackout. And he, I don't think he ever got over it because, you know, Blackout was fairly successful. And I think he's still holding a grudge. But the best thing we love about this is the Britney fans, Britney Spears fans, got him all the way together. They lit up that man's chat, I mean, up his comments to the tune that he turned off his comments mm -hmm. on his most recent post on IG. Oh, the soulmates are coming for him in the chat. NYC2B for me said Timblin is the same man who admitted he married his wife because she looked like Aaliyah. And Keisha Smith, you want to read that one, Q? You see yeah, that? Keisha Smith said, I ran into Timblin when I lived in Virginia Beach and him and his people had us moved out of a restaurant. He is a jerk. Timblin, come tell your story to us on TJ. Make it up to us. 
Come show uh, us tonight, Jerk. All right. Coming up next, find out what Amarion said about Chris Brown and Karuchi. And later, Rolling Ray shows us how he stays fresh and clean. All right, y'all. You don't want to miss that. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. I see you in the chat. Go ahead and hit that like button for us real quick. All right, y'all. Omarion was trending after confirming to Jason Lee that he and Karuchi, I mean Karuchi, were almost a thing before she dated Chris Brown. Omarion said he never spoke on it because he was unbothered by Chris and Karuchi dating. Well, Chris Brown showed that he was unbothered too and posted, man, if you don't get your lame ass somewhere, bleep be reaching for stars. Do you think Omarion is trying to shoot his shot at Karuchi again? Or what do you think about the story? And I remember this night. It was in L.A. Um, Al, what do you think? Um, you know what? These dudes, these young dudes in Hollywood, they really don't like black women, do they? Because Omarion's baby mama is April, and she is half Asian and half black. Karuchi is half Asian and half black. I don't understand why they don't like brown skin, Afrocentric black women, especially Marion. Have you guys seen his mother? She is absolutely beautiful, a beautiful dark chocolate sister. It's just so, it's so funny to me that these guys in entertainment are so focused on dating women that don't look like their mothers. It's weird to me, like what is the obsession here. I don't I'm I don't get it. And I didn't I watched his interview with Jason Lee and now I'm questioning I, you know, I thought Marion was a little bit smart, but after watching that interview, I was like, oh, he reminds me kind of like Erica Mena, like they think they're saying something smart, but they're not really saying anything smart at all. I don't know. Is he shooting a shot good luck? Okay. Cute. I think main I think fame, money, and access brings out the subtle undercurrent of a lot of messaging that we see in American society, which is black is less than, black is non-desirable. You know, this is what rich looks like. This is what classy is. And I think, you know, we see with a lot of our entertainers, they um they go out and they get these women of other persuasions. But you know what? I saw a very interesting uh, thing on Instagram the other day where a black guy was breaking it down and he was saying they don't love these women, that they simply are using these women as, as stepping stones and as, you know, tokens basically to trade as social currency. Um, as far as Chris Brown's response to Omarion, you know, Omarion, I want you to go back to being zen, unproblematic, Omarion. To be quite honest, no shade to Karuchi. She's not even the it girl anymore. I think her time has kind of come and gone. And this was useless, wasteless information. It was pointless information that served no other purpose than to drum up a little bit of tension between you and Chris Brown. Karuchi is not that girl like that. She's okay. not ab like that. Ain't nobody around here trying to get in the piece of Karuchi. Claudia, what uh, you think? Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, well, yeah, you're just fine. Okay, so I think my screen was just frozen. Um, I have mixed, of, of course, I have mixed feelings about this because I'm my mother's Italian, my father's black, and I'm thinking, so if I was dating somebody that's a dark-skinned black man, would y'all think that he didn't love his mother because he was dating me or can maybe sometimes someone like who they like now it's about patterns. Okay. Right. But there's a difference between someone that is with someone, right. And they fall in love with that person. And I think we cannot deny that Chris Brown was 1000% and probably still is in love with Karuchi. Now let's not, I will not deny that he does not have a reputation and a pattern for colorism. I don't know about Amarion's pattern, but like, Big picture, yes, it is 1,000% a problem. We definitely have that in our communities. And I always say there's a big difference. If you shun your own and like leapfrog over them, like they're beneath me, I don't like y'all. That's one thing. But if you happen to fall for someone that is 
light skin or white or mixed or biracial. That's mm-hmm. something else. You know what I mean? I think it's two different things. Now I will say with this interview, they were talking about, um, you know, the night that Karuchi and Chris Brown met, I was actually at this party. It was a hot ass mess. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And Jason Lee did bring Karuchi up there. And I think there was a little bit of sparks between Omarion and Karuchi and they didn't go anywhere. She ended up with Chris Brown. So sometimes it's not what we think it is by, you know, sometimes you're asked a question in an interview and then the headlines that come out, make it seem a little bit more sinister than it is. I think this is an example of that. Now, Chris Brown, I do not, I think it would actually look really good if you did some, if we did see you step out with a chocolate woman. And if you don't want to date a chocolate woman, that is fine. But we need to stop hearing reports of brown skin, dark skin women being kicked out of your parties or clubs or tables. That's a whole nother thing to me. All right. Um, Damon Dobbins says, Karuchi was never an it girl, always D-list. I don't know about that. And see me said they treat these exotic women as status symbols. It's sad. They don't see the same value in brown skin women. I agree with that. Okay. okay. And Anasa said, do you guys want to force someone to date someone they don't find attractive? All right. Ooh. No, of course not. It's so they don't find a- their parents attractive. You know, the, 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 I don't the, fi- wait, wait, wait. Do you find your parents attractive? Absolutely. My mama was a dime, baby. And I don't want to date someone that looks like my, my dad mama. was. My dad was attractive. Yes. That's where I got it from. Yes. My parents were very attractive. You know, the only question that I have in, in relation to, do you want to force someone to date someone they don't find attractive? The question is, when did you stop finding them attractive? When you graduated mm-hmm. high school, when you came into the money, when you came mm-hmm. into them, because if you look back at your high school yearbook and you look back at your middle school yearbook, you was going to the prom with Shanika <laughs> and Tanya. You said you were going to the prom with Shanika and Tanya, mm-hmm. but now you get to Hollywood and now you only date Karushis and Sarahs. Right, you know? right. It's like, no, no, no. But anyway. That, that is a problem in Hollywood. It went out. I mean, I think not even just in the business, they don't like black women, period, out there, though. Yeah. And, and that's everybody. It's really pretty Isn't that bad. Uh, I told you I was at the Playboy SB party, and they said, We are so glad there's no black girls here. And I was like, I can hear you. Yeah, I better take your ass to Atlanta. And that is why Atlanta will forever be a special place. Yeah, but there's only like five straight men there. Like, what are we gonna do? But listen, bitch, I'm trying, the same to, help. Five I'm trying to help. That, with the listen, listen have, having a piece of man is better than having no man at all. Right. Oh, who, it's not. Who, who cares that he like to get enough? If that, like Tyler Perry said, if that man paid the light bill, y'all got y'all had complaints uh, with the man that paid the light bill. All right, now look, we got educated. He could pay all the bills. All the bills. Booty played with a little. Okay, you gonna, you gonna let a man you like? You just because this man wants you to miss your whole blessing, cause he want to get he wants about to lick black women. You're too Uh-oh. simple. You're too <laughs> simple. Then you always want to say a brother don't know how to treat you. Remember that from Way to XL. <laughs> My fellow sisters out there, do not take any kind of dating advice from Tyler Perry or from <laughs> who hasn't been around a vagina since he came out of one probably. So we are not about to do that. Keep your standards high and your body count low. Anyways, coming up next, Rolling Ray gives us some cleaning tips and later find out who's the sexiest man alive. Stay tuned. Oh my God. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, you know, here at TGIF, we try to make your life just a little bit easier. So we give you our tips that we use. Now, life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay, period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Now, any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your paycheck. Now, listen, if things ever get tough and I need to stretch it on out for another week, I mean, why would you not use this? I think it's a good idea. There's no shame. You don't have to buy, bother anybody with asking for a loan. It's your own money. And, and you know, it'll get paid back because it will be directed connected to your, your paycheck. Now make earning a part of your financial routine and join earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, 
When I think about earning, I think about financial stability. Security gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. Now, when you download the Earnin app, type in T under podcast when you sign up, and it'll really help our show. Now, that's T-E-A under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, and pay period, see earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin is a financial technical technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDICQ. We spoke about this a few times. What are your thoughts? You know, I always tell the story about how I got caught up in the payday advance cycle when I was in college, and I wish that this would have been around because I could have used this. But guys, I'm going to give you a more practical application for this app. We all know that the holidays are coming up, and pie shells, child pie shells is about as high as rent. Honey baked ham is high. They don't do layaway no more for the kids Christmas stuff. You know, this is a great way for you to get a little advance on your money. If you find you some pie shells before they run out, because we all know the grocery store is about to be barren. It's all get out in the next couple of days because of Thanksgiving. And when you think about the holidays, too, a lot of our money gets tight around the holidays. Um, so earning is definitely a good way, guys, to kind of fill in the gap, keep your bills coming in real steady and keep you from falling behind. You get a little advance on your money that you ain't got to worry about defaulting on because it'll come right back out your paycheck. So I highly recommend that you guys use earn in. All right. Promotional considerations furnished by earn in. Now let's get back to some more hot topics. All right, y'all. <laughs> we talk about this person is some issues, but Rolling Ray is coming at us with some cleaning tips. He tweeted, your house dirty and you cheap as bleep. Fabuloso will make you sick as bleep. If it ain't pine saw, bleach, or a game, throw it in the bleep, throw it the bleep away. And y'all wonder why y'all heads be hurting and kids be feeling dizzy. Whew, I got dizzy reading that. All right, um, what do you have to say about this advice? It's cleaning advice. Now, let me go to the person who we know cleaning is a top priority in his life. Funky Daniva, are you taking cleaning tips from Roland Ray? What do you have to say about this? What do you think? Roland Ray looked like he can't even wipe his own ass without. Oh, my God, Q. Leave him alone. With that being said, he is the last person. Roland Ray is the last person I am taking advice about cleaning from. But I will say this because the the Latin mommies down in Miami, I didn't know nothing about Fabuloso growing up. I recently learned about Fabuloso when I moved back to Miami because when you go places or if you have a Latin cleaning lady, a lot of them use it and a lot of the Latin stores, they use it. I later did come to find out that Fabuloso ain't nothing more than perfume for your mop bucket or whatever. So as much as I like to give Roller Ray some heat from time to time, Ray is 100% right. You still got to put you some bleach or some pine saw or some other type of cleaner in your bucket if you are going to use Fabuloso. But we cannot negate the fact that that purple Fabuloso smell real good. And another thing, and I'm not recommending y'all do this, because they say you're not supposed to do it. But the Cuban people down here taught me, you boil you a little bit of Fabuloso and it make your house smell real good. And especially after you fry chicken or whatever, put you a little bit of water and Fabuloso in the pot and boil it. Don't take advice from me because they say you're not supposed to breathe in the films. But we do a lot of things we ain't supposed to do. I still do it. It's a great way to get that fried chicken smell out your house. Uh Tisha Prater said, okay, now when you write, you write. Fabuloso had a huge recall. Al, what do you think about this? And are you taking cleaning? They, they had a recall. That's interesting. I, I I didn't hear about the recall. I like it. I like it. I was introduced to Fabuloso a long time ago when I first came to New York City. And I thought it was cool because, you know, I grew up like smelling pine saw, smelling Clorox, you know, so... The, the fact that the cleaning ladies used to use Fabuloso and made my apartment smell good, made me feel good when I would walk back in the apartment after it being clean. I don't know. I liked it. I have nothing negative to say about Fabuloso. Nisha, Nisha Carter said he's right, though. It recalled a few months ago saying it had some bacteria. It was on the news. And Mr. Hollywood says, I'm sorry, Ms. Hollywood says, it's a Latin thing. I heard about it because I'm in Cali and I grew up around the Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And Mean Gem, it's a mixed reviews here. Mean Gem 68 said, 
A lead inspector told me Fabuloso is the only thing to remove lead around the house. Mm. Mm. Okay, Roland Ray. With the t- listen, I, listen, I'm always open and down to hear about some, you know, some some new products. So, all right, keep it locked. Coming up, find out who was named the sexiest man alive, and later find out what reports are saying about daily marijuana use. Ooh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. All right, y'all. People Magazine revealed their choice for the sexiest man of the year. It went to actor Patrick Dempsey, a.k.a. Dr. McDreamy from ABC's Grey's Anatomy. Now, Essence Magazine said Patrick wasn't alone on that list. They posted their own list of potential sexiest men alive with hotties like Jalen Hurts, Method Man, Tyler Lepley, and Lorenz Tate. Who'd you aim as the sexiest man alive? Which one of y'all want to go first? Y'all know I like the men's. <laughs> you know. and, I, and I like the ones that got money. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You know, ordinarily, when they do this sexiest man alive list, we all be looking like, how the hell, who paid for this award? But I'm going to honestly say this. This go around, I am absolutely not mad with the white man choice that People Magazine made. Patrick Dempsey is a beautiful man, but what I like so much about Patrick Dempsey outside of his physical is that his spirit or the energy that he radiates seems to match. You never hear anything bad about him. And I think it's genius that the black magazines kind of put out their little list simultaneously to ride out of ride out on some of the notoriety from the people one. Um, Lorenz Tate looked good. And I, I think Tyler Lepley got it going on as, 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 as well. I wouldn't be, yeah, Tyler, Tyler got it going on. Shouts out to Tyler and Miracle Watts. They're a beautiful couple. Al? I think, I think they are, you know, those were some nice options. For Patrick being the sexiest man, I need somebody with some color. For me, for me to think that you're a sexy man, I need for you to have some color. You know the guy who I've been thinking who's sexy? I don't know what he did to his face, but KJ Smith, you are married to a very sexy man. What's his name? Um, I KJ. He from, is fine. Yeah, he is. He is attractive. I don't know who you're talking sexy. about. I think it's, oh, Scott, Scott Black, Scott Black. That's a, they're they're the, the couple they be doing the Tyler Perry shows. Yes, they just they got are, married this summer. Beautiful. Oh him! They had the beautiful he wedding. Yes, they are a beautiful couple. I just saw them at the Tyler Perry uh, premiere of uh, Maxine's Boy. He is fine, and she's beautiful. I will say this of our list: Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, he's a good looking white man, I guess. Um, but I'm, I'm more interested in the in our list. I was just talking to my friends about Jalen Hurts. I love this man is a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Fine as hell. Got it going on. Black girlfriend that is gorgeous. She's giving me black female agent. He has an all-female black female team. He penned a letter to black women recently, like a love letter. And I feel like he's just doing everything right. So those, I mean, you can have good features. There's plenty of fine men out there. But the other stuff that goes along with it, that he goes above and beyond, I just think it just makes him even more attractive. Like when his looks, if his looks ever do fade, he's still got that character and he'll always be sexy and fine to somebody with that. So yeah. All right. I'm here for it. A 26 year old bride claims that her husband's brother keeps flirting with her, but no one believes her. The bride says she and her brother-in-law did not did date back way back in the day. And now that she's married to his brother, she claims he still flirts with her. She said he always flirts saying stuff like, telling me my dress looks nice or that I look great or telling me a specific thing on a menu looks like something I would like. Do you think that's flirting? And what do you think is going on here? Do you believe her claims? Uh, Q, what do you think? I definitely believe her claims. We all know when something feels beyond platonic um, and she needs to tell her husband and have her husband go punch his brother in the face like brothers do. Problem solved. (laughs) <laughs> well, I wish it was that easy for them. See, the funny part is she went on a date with the brother-in-law. Now, now the brother-in-law, 
years ago, and he said he did not want a second date. She wanted to date again, date more, go on another date. He was like, mm, no, nah, I'm good. She didn't find out. Later, she ran into who she's married to, which is his brother. Didn't find out about the the uh, brother-in-law until they had like a, an engagement party. This, the brother-in-law came around, and it was the guy that she used to date. And so she did go to her husband, Q. She went and told her husband the feelings. She went and told him what happened in the past and everything. And you know what he said? He said, are you damn crazy or something? <laughs> He was like, he was like, are you crazy? He was like, that's my brother. My brother is, he, he's just a, you know, between being a jokester, being friendly and being kind, but he would never hit on his brother's wife. It's what he was trying to say. That's going to be hella uncomfortable, especially if yeah. legitimately she did not know. And maybe he didn't, which is kind of weird that he didn't bring her about his family that. until the engagement party. I find yeah. that a little, which is, I would think when you're dating someone, as soon as you become kind of official or boyfriend, girlfriend, you would somehow be invited to a family event or you would go on their Facebook page and be like, Hey, heads up. I'm I assuming maybe it was like a, like an app, maybe Claudia, you know, like how you meet somebody for a date on an app. So you're not really vested. By the time you get engaged to somebody, right. at a minimum, you should have seen some family photos or like, Oh, what happened last week when you went to your mom's 90th birthday party? Let me see the picture. <laughs> I mean, something right. like, yeah, we got some funny comments. Kevin Reynolds said she gave him that tussie cat. Probably did. <laughs> it did. All right. And um, uh, like. uh, Thames 308 said, sounds like a slick attempt at a menage a trois. Oh, and do. <laughs> But that's gonna suck though when the relative of your man is flirting and your man is like, nah, man, that's my family and doesn't believe you. Cause imagine how that would feel. Yeah. All right. Well, if we'll keep y'all posted if we hear anything else. On the topic of relationships, have y'all ever been ghosted or have someone ghost or have you ghosted someone before? Uh both. Yeah, I'm sorry, okay. both. Okay. Well, what made you ghost the person instead of just like telling them that you were no longer interested? In hindsight, looking back at it, just Im immaturity, uh, immaturity and didn't value them. So didn't think much of their feelings or what they thought or and didn't didn't quite understand the emotional and mental impact that ghosting could have on someone. But if I had to sum it up, I would just say immaturity. Mm -hmm. For me, it I, was just, oh, sorry. I was going to ask him, how did you feel when you were ghosted? Horrible. It's you know, a really horrible, it's horrible thing. Because it's already, you know, ghosting lives in the house with rejection. So it's one thing to be rejected, but I think it's easier when somebody says, you know, oh, you know, uh, Q, um, I, I don't want to do this anymore because you have kids and I don't want to date somebody with kids. You have, you have a reason. So you can kind of put it to bed. But when somebody ghosts you and you just don't, especially when you thought it was going well, I think it's the confusion more than their absence that really messes with your mind. Dang, you! I thought the opposite. <laughs> it's funny how we can experience the same thing and think differently. So I've been ghosted and I've ghosted. I've ghosted because it was just easier, right? It, it, it was awkward. It was weird. You're trying to make it work. It's definitely not going to work. So you just cut off communication. You just stop. However, you would rather someone tell you why they're not interested in you. I think for me, for me, I would take that harder than you just ghost to me. Because I think we live in a culture now where, you know, if people just stop talking to me or stop texting me or stop calling me. I can process it faster than getting over. But if you tell me why, then that I, I will wear that. I will I will carry you, that. You would harp on that. Yeah, I would carry that. Uh, and while. see, maybe my own past experiences and the pick me inside of me, if mm -hmm. you ghost me, I process it as I did something or I must, oh, not, wow. I must not be good enough. So that's why I like to have the reason. Claudia? I, I need an explanation. Um, I definitely have a thing with rejection. I definitely have a thing with abandonment. And we can probably, you know, run it on back to – daddy issues with father, parents, divorce, and not really hearing from my dad. So I think it definitely uh, strikes nerves with me and not knowing what you did wrong. So you, I too, like you, I would feel like, what did I do wrong? 
And I think that is, I think it's valuable to like, know, um, moving forward as we try to evolve as people. So personally, I'd like to know if I've ghosted anyone, I'm pretty good at writing an email. I, I will send you an email and let you know something. Cause I, I, I think it's, I think it's one of the worst feelings in the world to be intimate with someone. And then you don't hear from that. It's like they die, but they're still alive. But what you're not going to do is write me no email in that bitch. Now, do you, don't, treat, don't, treat this like no, don't treat this like no business. Oh, when, when I'm romantic with you or friends with you and you treat me real formally, that's one of my pet peeves. Don't treat me formally. Like send me a text, a voice memo or call me. Don't you send me no email. So y'all um, got my head messed up because you you literally like so say if a guy doesn't like you because your teeth aren't straight or you're they're not white enough and you're a little overweight like you would want him to say that to you I would want him to say I would want him to say you know what you deviate from what I used to dating physically typically something say it nice I don't want you to be like you look like a uncle okay, but I or even just putting a period on a relationship and just not leaving you hanging because like you would just kind of drive yourself crazy being a detective trying to see if this person alive or they dead what happened to them it's no not. explanation and just disappearing off the face of the earth I think is very cruel I'm not doing all that yeah. <laughs> I happened before and there was a guy in LA and it was an earthquake in, in, 20, in 1994 I thought he died in an earthquake I was trying to find him and then <laughs> I ran into him one time at Jerry's Deli in LA and I was so mad but then happy at the same time Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Coming up, find out what reports are saying about daily marijuana use. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Before we went to break, we were just talking about ghosting. And there was a couple of funny comments I just wanted to say. Ms. Jackson said, my wig fell off at the end of our date and dude ghosted me. I was so embarrassed. Mimi said, I'm a serial ghoster. Everyone knows that. And I call them a year later. Like Dang. nothing happened. Ooh, you are toxic. Mimi, you're a horrible person. Yes, that's so you are mean. A horrible person. And that's that person's probably going through hell, wondering what happened. And Denise Dortch said, sometimes people ghost because they're too much of a coward to have the confrontation. Say that again for the That's person. most times. And yeah. that's why I was saying I was immature. That's really what it is. I had a friend ghost me recently and he's probably watching right now. And it's, it's very, very, very painful because a friend you're like, well, what happened? And then it's just really crazy. So it, it's not just in relationships. All right. Soulmates, in case you missed our big announcement earlier in the show, mark your calendars because next Monday, November 13th, TGIF will be filming in studio in Houston, Texas. And to add to the excitement, we're going to be playing an in-studio game of the hot seats. So if you're a soulmate and you're based in Houston, Texas, please send your name, your photo, and what makes you a super fan to TGIF at foxsoul.tv. And also people have been asking me if we'll have in-studio guests. If you're not in the hot seat, no. But if you are in the hot seat, yes. And we'll also be at, at the Prospect Park on Monday night at 7 p.m. So you can watch, we can all watch the show together in the uh, at the venue. So please come through and see us. All right, y'all, two new studies by the American Heart Association have revealed that older adults who use marijuana are at a higher risk of heart attack and stroke when hospitalized. And those who use marijuana on a daily basis are 34% more likely to develop heart failure. Q, is it time to put down the edibles? Girl, no, because... If the edible don't give you heart attack, the Johnson and Johnson powder gonna give you uh cancer. cancer. The, the 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 fingernail polish gonna give you cancer. Kissing somebody in the club gonna give you HPV. The Tesla cars gonna drive your ass off the bridge without your damn permission. The relaxer gonna give you brain cancer. Listen, y'all, we might as well damn eat, hunch, and have fun because every product out there that's ever approved in America is gonna give you something. And you know what? When our number get called, our number get called. So for those people that smoke, or eat it, keep on smoking it and eating it, because if you don't die from that, you're going to die from the Just For Me Permalaxin anyway. So you go ahead and smoke it. Did you have an edible today? It did. <laughs> I, um, I'm not judging you. I found a place in Te Texas, weed's not legal, but they had a little vape shop down the street, so I found a couple little pre-rolls, so I did partake. So, All right, Al, what do you think about this? Well, Q, I think you're going to be all right, because according to this story, um, it was from Inhaled. 
um, THC. And it was inclusive, inclusive for inconclusive. Those, inconclusive for those who ate the THC. So I think oh, you're gonna be all right. I'm classy. I don't smoke <laughs> it. Oh, that's is that a shot? You do you know how nasty it is to roll a blunt and everybody got their fingers on it and everybody mouth passing and passing? That's how y'all get HPV. I'm classy based. I eat my reefer. I know the man who has finds random lizards in his bed isn't talking about a blunt being <laughs> like that. <laughs> Do you know what you shared with us? Anyways, check out this post. Which sex is better? I miss you, sex. I'm sorry, sex. We're not supposed to do this, sex. Or drunk sex. Fellas, what do y'all think? Oh, I'm finna tell all my business, but it's it's definitely we not supposed to do this. (laughs) That's always the forbidden sex is always the best. Is that like when you like when we're with married men and stuff like that? Is that what you mean? Uh, if we're telling the truth, yes. I mean, I'm not trying to blast you. You've been vocal about it. No, you know? no. If 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 we're telling, you've been the truth, honest about it. Yeah, like the forbidden mm-hmm. things. It, there, there's just something super intense about something that you should not be doing. Okay, Al. I think I like the "I miss you" sex the most. Or actually, it's a tie. Hmm. Hmm. I think I, 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 the I miss you sex because just something about getting back to something that you really miss, you just devour it. That type of sex is some good sex. I kind of like uh, the drunk sex, but not the kind of drunk sex where you can't remember all the sexy details because I like to replay. When I have great sex, I like to replay it the next day and then get that shiver down my spine. Like, ooh, okay, I can't wait to do so it. What I'm hearing is you got videos. Since you like and do <laughs> and do she got what videos? I know Ooh. you see me in the videos. <laughs> Go ahead and take our show to the next level, Claudia. Leak that sex tape. We all we want to ride off your back like the Kardashian family did her. Well, right. our soul gonna have to up them checks just a little bit more before we do all of that. But uh, it might get that intense if inflation keep going. Hey, y'all, listen. Um, we hope you know y'all have a great Thursday. And I want to thank my co-hosts Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for being here, of course. And thank you for watching us on YouTube. I hope you stick around tomorrow for the replay. A lot of people are in the chat that can't watch it live, and it really goes down. So please check that out tomorrow. Hit that like button. Stay tuned for McMillan and Morrow, and we will see you back here tomorrow. Make sure Houston people come see us uh, in Houston next week. Y'all have a good one. Have a good night, y'all. See you later, soulmates. Have a good night, soulmates.